Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. This is Josephine. This is Edward. <laughs> and this is Catherine. Catherine, welcome back in Spoilers Please. Hello. Hey, um, for this episode, we are going to be talking about a superhero family where the, the mom and dad have to, like, one of them has to do a whole, like, superhero gig in secret kind of situation. And they're kind of dysfunctional, and they have to uh, uh, Wait, tr- trust that their whole kids... The, the layup for a really bad joke coming yeah. in. They, they have to, like, <laughs> like trust that their kids can also be superheroes and he, help out the whole he's family. He's been doing this for the last, like, four or and, five oh episodes. And we're talking about... Oh. And we're talking about... The, and no, hey, 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 hey. And we're talking about The Incredibles. Yeah, right. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about The Incredibles yeah. 2. Oh, there you go. Because, you know, they're very similar to each other. Anyways, so for, for this episode, we are talking about The Incredibles 2 by Pixar. Uh, Came out, like, gangbusters, like, $180 million for the first opening weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 180. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, and um, I saw it actually the, the Friday night because I... Apparently they don't have seven o'clock showings on Thursday, so mm-hmm. I have to wait till the next day, and I can't make the uh, showing. Yeah, they do. We watched it on I, Thursday I, night. Th- Thursday night. I saw it on Thursday. Yeah, I saw yeah. It on 10. We, we all saw it on Thursday because we're real fans. I guess you're not a real fan, Albert. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna make like a nine o'clock showing when I, it's too late for me, and I'm not gonna make a six o'clock showing because it's too early for me. So you waited. 14 years for this and you couldn't watch it at 9 o'clock? It's a matter of having the time to go. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, I, 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 have to get, I have to catch this call. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Wait, what's he doing? Wait, what's going on here? Wait, what's he doing? The phone is going off because oh, he, you're a rude ass. What the heck? What the oh heck is God. going on? He only did that during Incredibles. Yeah. Like, after 14 years and where everyone's sitting there at his little... 24 thing. Boop, boop, yeah. Oh, ruining everything! Yeah, he just literally ran out of here, man. What the heck's going on here? So so bizarre and stuff like that. Well, the worst. This is the uh, urgent phone call. He's like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm out. out. Bye. I think he's having an affair. Just like he's the he first. He is having an affair! Oh, just, oh my god. Just, just like the first Incredible. It's, it's, it's like, you know, he's like, what is it, Bob? And Mr. Incredible in the first one. He's having a secret affair. Alright, fair enough. All right. Oh, how soon can you leave? I can leave tomorrow. <laughs> Alright. Oh my god. So I guess I'll, I'll start in, in Albert's absence. I, I enjoy the movie a lot. It's a great universe, a great world. I like the I like the way the movie kind of moves along very quickly. I like the action sequences and stuff like that. I like the special, uh, the superpowers they have. It's, it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Thumbs up. It was perfect. Wow. Uh, I... Definitely enjoyed it. My two big criticisms is that it did feel like a rehash of the original, just the roles have been reversed. The beats are a little bit similar in terms of like, uh, in this time, the dad taking care of the kids when it was the first one, the mom taking care of the kids while the dad went off. Yes, the circumstances are different, but nevertheless, I still enjoyed it. They still added a few new things uh, while doing so. My my the second complaint I had is the bigger one, and I don't think the villain was good. Mm-hmm. I think Agreed. the first villain syndrome was much better. Um, I thought that uh, Screenslaver was very effective when you first were introduced, and when you didn't know who he he it was. But then when the reveal came that it was the sister this whole freaking time, and her revelation was this is the most in depth quick tip review. <laughs> oh, it is. No, yes. bro, what the f- man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go to that later. Uh, upon Josephine's very angry request, uh, the villain was not that compelling. We'll go into that more, which I already kind of did. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Syndrome was Syndrome was definitely a lot, a lot better than Screen Slaver. Well, I was going to say that I point. Uh, also enjoyed the film, but to an extent. Um, I think maybe, unfortunately, the pressure of waiting 14 years put too much pressure on and it's like you expect it to be the most astounding sequel ever but unfortunately sometimes with sequels you know it's just hard to live up to the original film or whatever but i still enjoyed it a lot i mean there were some really good moments in there um and i think i mean compared to a lot of other movies that are coming out these days i would watch it again versus the other ones where i'm not interested in watching but yeah like what everyone said there's there's problems with it though that i'm like ugh, wasn't the best sequel but still fun it's one of their strongest sequels, though. 
Yes. What are like Disney and Pixar's I won't argue strongest with that. sequels like, that they have? It's better than Cars. No one talks about Cars. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Well, no one. I don't think anybody. Do we talk about Cars? Do we, I don't. I don't think we. I don't like any of the Cars movies and stuff. But of the sequels, I think this is only second to maybe the Toy Story three as far as sequels. No, you have Cars two. You have Cars two. You have Finding Dory. You also have Monsters University, which is a prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of like the extended. In, right, like universe, like movies, it's one of their strongest. Yeah, I think I I would put this over Dory. I put this over Monster U. I put this over the Car sequels. I would put this over the only one I wouldn't put over is Toy Story three. I think as far as their sequels, I agree. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, it will be second place. But you me. can't compare it to Toy Story three because we have to wait for the third Incredibles before we can compare <laughs> it true. on the same well, level. How yeah. would you rank some like from uh-huh. Toy Story one to Toy Story two? Mm-hmm. Incredibles one, to Incredibles two. I, I would put. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No. I'm still thinking. Oh, I would say I would put this over Toy Stories two because I'm actually one of the people that don't like Toy Stories very much. Yes. I didn't like the Jessie character. I thought she's. I mean, this might be sexist of me. I'm pretty sure it is, but she just kept screaming. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it is. No matter what you say, it's yeah, always it, sexist. I just felt like I didn't like Jesse as a character. He's just yelling and screaming. I was like, ah, at some point, I just, I just, I just screaming the whole time. With the guns, I was like, all right, take it easy, take it easy, and stuff. Like that. So I'm not the biggest Toy Story two fan. So that's why I, I would put The Incredibles two over Toy Story two, not over Toy Story three though, because I think three is great and stuff. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we even get an Incredibles three, we'll see. Well, Which they better. I just hope we don't wait another fourteen years, because then I'm gonna be like, now I want to maybe I don't know have kids, and I'm gonna be like, I gotta bring my kids. You guys yeah. don't understand this shit. I'm gonna leave you at home. So I can watch it yep. first. Thing. And then the original voice actors, especially the parents, they'll be like seventy. No, they'll be like, let's yeah. be the grandparent 75? version. Yeah, in between the two incredible movies, one of the voice actors passed away. One of the actors yeah. hit puberty and stuff like that. Wait, which which voice actor passed away? The one that played the the government uh, official, the one that the handler. Oh, and stuff. Ricker. Yeah, Ricker. Decker. 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 Yeah. Oh, Decker. okay. So that's why they had Jonathan Banks do it. Okay. Yeah, somebody passed away, mm-hmm. and and also J- Dash. No, uh, what was it? No, yeah, Dash. He he hit Dash. puberty. Yeah, he, he, he aged out, and the one who played Jack Jack also aged out. So they used archival Jack Jack stuff, I guess, for the voice in this uh-huh. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know the voice actor for Dash. Yeah, he would be at hit the point in his life where his voice oh, is. Oh yeah. The... It's kind of like uh, Nemo with the two Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, mm-hmm. different voice actors yeah. for Nemo. And also, real quick, since we're talking about waiting for 14 years, in the beginning, when we when you guys watched this movie, did you guys have the intro from the voice actors and stuff? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah, I thought that was for un- Thursday night. Yeah, uh, Thursday night, exactly. But it's unintentionally funny because everything they said was like, oh, thank you for waiting. Without further ado, here, after 14 years, you don't have to wait anymore. This is it. You've, this is the movie you've been waiting for for 14 years. So here's the movie. And it cuts to Bao, which is like a five-minute short. I'm like, <laughs> and then everybody in the theater started laughing. because I thought I started laughing. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Wait, thought, 14 years for Bao, the yeah. first Asian Pixar <laughs> short film. Oh, yeah. So what did you – I mean the- – yeah. What did you guys think about Bao? I loved it. I I I, I, tr- I, I found it charming. It. Yeah. What do you guys I'm think? Mixed on that one. Really? I like. I don't it. think I liked it like, as much. It has, as I had a problem. I wanted to hmm? like it. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Someone has to go first. Though you get oh, talking. Yes, we're talking, but I guess no one. You didn't hear us, so oh. we'll pretend no one said anything. Catherine, what were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like I'm a mixed child, um, <laughs> so I appreciate the. Uh, to that. Um, but I actually I, I liked it a lot, especially because it is their first attempt at that kind of storyline. So and, it can only uh, get better from here. Yeah. Wait, what, what do you what, mean? What, what, no, what, you you said a thing because I don't think Jamming heard you. All I said was that I I'm I'm mixed on my reactions to Bao. I yeah. am saying that I don't think I liked it as much as I was hoping to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it could be the whole Asian expectation. I'm like, finally, ah, what is this garbage? I hate yeah. family shit. So I, that's just my opinion. What do you think, Johnny? I found it charming because actually my mom happens to make those little bow things and stuff like that. I've been looking at her, her looking at her making those for like 40 years. So I found it charming and stuff like that. You know, it's very Were you the son that left home yeah, to marry exactly. a white girl? Exactly. That's the story of my life. I'm a magical uh, little ball that came to life. <laughs> just kidding. We the, all know Johnny's single for a <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Ouch. <laughs> I left um, the kid. Yeah, I, I'm trying to understand. Shots like, fired. I, mm-hmm. I guess I understand the metaphor is like, okay, so. You eat your children? Yeah, okay. 
So what was that? So when she ate the dumpling, yeah. I mean, obviously she didn't actually eat the child, but was that like her pushing away the yes. child? I think that's the child. Yeah, it's you. What do you call it? You're just so involved in your child's life. You're so in their life. You're trying to control every aspect of it. Just in in this guise of protecting them and stuff, protecting them from the world that you eventually consume them. You know what I mean? In this in this case, it's literally consuming their their life and stuff into you and stuff like that. So it's just and then it's actually I don't think so. That's that's what the story is, I guess. You know what I mean? So over. it's we're a, doing the exact same thing the voice actors were doing, where we're like, we're going to talk about The Incredibles, but first let's talk about Fall. Okay, yeah. for about 20 minutes just to fuck with you guys. So I think it's a, the movie is what, it's a, it's a lady that's, whose kids went to college, the bow comes to life, she reflects on her life, projects her life up to that point onto the bow, how she, you know, pushes her son away and she consumes him and then she, the kid comes back with food and a white girlfriend and everybody lives happily after, happily ever after. Yeah, white wife. Okay, they had a oh, ring and everything. Yes. Good times, yeah. It's good times. Yeah, but going. Um, oh, yeah. sorry. No, that, that that's a good explanation of it. Yeah. I still don't think it's one of the better ones. I mean, yeah. it's a great attempt. Uh, I mean, it's not the worst Pixar short film, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a decent one. And how they animate the food was astounding. Because yeah. I'm like, man, oh I, I'm always astounded by like how far animation has gone yeah. since. They've done their first Pixar short mm-hmm. film, but it's just like the food looked amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I saw some yeah, behind the, the scenes food, stuff. Like the food technology is in Ratatouille also. Mm-hmm. I saw some cool. behind. Like the... Oops, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I just, I just want to say, I, I saw some behind the scenes footage of how they made it and stuff. The director actually had her mom come in, and they actually just videotaped her making it and stuff. Like, and she showed how the she showed the different animators how to make it and stuff, and they videotaped the whole thing. So that's kind of that. That's what helped a lot. You know, now that we're talking about food, I don't know if no. Catherine was going to say something. Let her so speak. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh no, I was just going to say like the food animation has gotten so much better since Ratatouille, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I was just going to piggyback off of that. That even know, then in Ratatouille, this still looks amazing. Even now, like it holds up pretty well. I'm just curious if they ever make a sequel to Ratatouille, which I don't know if it warrants it. it but it, if they one. did, it doesn't need it. And the food technology will look. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my god, the food. The movie like, just if they food. ever do a sequel, mm-hmm. oh man, it would look so good. But going back to the Incredibles, though, uh, I'll just what? I'll just mention what uh, I'll piggyback on what Edward said. I, the thing, the biggest problem I had is it's is the villain. It's very predictable. Like I don't know about you guys, but the moment I saw the brother and sister being introduced, the moment I saw the sister, I said, "Oh." That's the villain. I don't know who you're going to introduce mm-hmm. as the villain, but that's the villain right there. That's that's definitely her. Yep. They're going to do a little bait and but switch, also, I bet. It's because of how she's dressed. They, they like had her dressing up in screen slaver outfits. So you're like, it's always black and white, yeah. some sort of thing to tie in. Like, hey, in case you didn't know, yeah. point, 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 point. And then obviously she's always lurking in the back yeah. as well. Like, oh, yes, you guys have plans. And yeah. then when she and her brother are talking about things, she always goes against him. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, there's there's some like family fight going on. And you're like, when is it going to yeah. blow up? And I think so. Edward's right. When when the screensaver, when it's just him as a villain, the way they he does the hypnosis thing through the videos and you're surprised by it, mm. the costuming and all that stuff, all that stuff works. You know what I mean? It's just that when they made the switcheroo with the big reveal, it just, eh, it's like, well, it's, you know, like I said, it's pretty predictable. I think I would have uh, enjoyed it. Like, let, let's say if they did it where it's like they did all of that and then the sister reveals I'm the screensaver, but then it turns out that she's also part of the game and then like, Screensaver also had right. manipulation done through her wearing contact lenses. I don't know. I'm just going crazy with this. Yeah. But like that it's not her and it's like we don't know who it truly is. And I think that would have been like, wow, like mm-hmm. a really intimidating or like a frightening aspect where like you don't know who the villain is. Yeah. You thought it was. You thought it was a sister, but it's not. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, you know, it's a kid's film, so they like to wrap their ends nicely. Yeah, you only have well, one twist basically. I think if anything, like, sure, it, we all predicted it would have been the sister from the get-go, but then I don't mind that it was her. I just was hoping that she would have a more nefarious purpose versus the whole, like, I just don't want, I want villains to be illegal. And, like, I was hoping she would do more. And even though Batman Returns is not the best, is it Batman Returns? Batman Forever. Yeah. Forever. Oh, yeah. the one with Riddler, right? How Riddler, like, you know, controls everyone's minds because it's all about, like, oh, you're too focus on screens these days like mm-hmm. yes that wasn't like the best film ever mm-hmm. but the idea of it if they had used that that and like you know made it mm-hmm. a better thing of her controlling people because of some some other thing i mean not take over the world or whatever crap but then like um, i feel like that would have worked um 
maybe, except of her just at the end, it was just, it kind of like petered out, you know, yeah. she's like, ha ha ha, I'm evil. Okay, now I'm just going to fly off in a plane and nothing happens. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, that, that's it. Okay. And it was all just because of a grudge. Yeah. And you're like, that's, that's kind of it's a... It's a silly yeah. grudge. It's like, oh, because mom wanted dad to mm-hmm. call the police instead. But instead, no, she wanted to go to the safe room. She wanted to get a safe room, yeah, but the right. dad was like, safe no, house? we must rely on the supers. And so you blame superheroes for your dad's stupidity. Yeah. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, like... That's where, oh, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, that's where it turned me off, too, was like that that link between... Yeah, yeah it was kind of like a Martha thing, right? Yeah. We're like, Martha! Martha. Yeah. Oh, that's it? Okay. And since we're talking about well, Nick... Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to add um, that, like, when you know she was showing like i'm gonna show how bad superheroes really can be i mean yes it's a disney film in the end and you can't have it be too horrific for the children but it was like <laughs> the worst they did was going we are going to show you what we really think and then the cut cameras cut you know and i'm like they didn't do anything they didn't like try to kill the ambassadors they didn't have superheroes around the world being manipulated all at once and destroying the city like i was expecting some grandiose thing oh, but man. it was like yeah. we're gonna turn the ship around and i'm like yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the most horrible thing you can think of doing right it now. It could still be within a PG, like like you said, like they had the supers, like you know, just wreck havoc, not necessarily kill people, but just like start destroying mm-hmm. buildings yeah. and like causing public yeah. property damage. And then the whole world sees this, goes, "Oh my god, the supers have gone crazy." Yeah, and so it we, that could have worked, but yeah. no. But we never saw it. Yeah, and since we're talking about negatives, I, I think you know Brad Bird is the, the writer and director. I think he's very talented. He's really good and stuff. But I don't think he writes women very well and stuff like that. Because like what you said, Elastic Girl is front and center in this movie, right? But unlike Mister Incredible's oh. story and stuff, I don't know what she learned. What was her arc in the story? You know what I mean? She was still amazing from beginning yeah. to end. Like she has no flaws. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. is great. I guess I did like that they showed. That she is super mom. Yeah, she's, you know, she's competent. She, she's better at her yeah, job she can do than everything. right. I but that's like an obstacle and stuff like that. But I don't think what did she learn? Like Mister Incredible storyline, you understand from beginning to end. You know what I mean? In the beginning, he's kind of arrogant. He feels he feels uh, what do you call it, left out and stuff like that. But he, and he but he learns through the course of the movie. He being a father, stay at home mother is great and stuff like that. You know, and then he has a better appreciation for Elastic Girl. You know what she did when she she was, she was raising the kids and stuff like that. So you understand that story, right? But I don't feel the same way with Elastic Girl's storyline. You know what I mean? She's great. She's awesome. But what did she learn? What was her arc, though? Not to trust. So she didn't have an arc. Yeah, the arc still belonged to Mr. Incredible and right? his yeah. journey of being a better dad at home. Yeah. And then my other example is like the – the oh, shoot. What's it? Violet? She, her storyline yeah, story was the same one as the last movie where she's an awkward teenage girl who yeah. has a crush on a boy. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, that's not very interesting. You know that's what I mean? all girls are about, okay? Right? We only have crushes on boys who suddenly become <laughs> much cuter from the first movie because their CGI got he, better. Yeah, he he bad. does, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, Tony. I mean, I'm not he, the only Like, he got an upgrade. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying, right, guys? I mean, uh, I'm asking the girls. Like, do you guys felt, felt the same way, especially with the Violet storyline, too? Like, she wasn't very interesting. It's something you've seen a million times, you know. I mean, she's just this, the 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 kind of teenage drama, uh, the teenage girl who's uh, uh what call it daydreaming about a boy and you know, all that stuff. Which I, I guess it's important to teenage girls, but that's not the only thing that defines teenage girls, right? You know what I mean? It's like I, them I mean, here's where it's like this is where it it's great that they did it, but also like we're talking about the problem is that because yeah. this film literally picks up like seconds after mm-hmm. the first film. Mm-hmm. We're not going to like, not she's, not gonna, she's not going to evolve all of a sudden. Right. So yeah. I, I don't necessarily had a problem with that. I think I still enjoyed the fact that like, you know, she, you know, she thought was the date was going to happen, but then her dad kind of messed it up. Mm-hmm. I felt so sorry for her. Like I wanted to go give Violet a hug. I'm like, really, really, Bob, yeah. really? <laughs> and then we're I mean, like, oh, we didn't know that they were going to wipe out all the memories. Yeah. Technically he didn't like. Yeah do it badly he just told decker like yo this thing happened yeah. and like decker said it's not a precise science right mm-hmm. it, like things just happen yeah unfortunately mm-hmm. i mean okay but yeah if we're gonna go off that like dash's storyline is just whatever right but then jack jack they're really building up jack jack so the whole time you're seeing jack jack i'm like oh my god he's gonna be the deus ex machina at the end you know the one who saves everybody <laughs> and then they don't do anything with yeah. him. Like they spend this whole time showing us how amazing he is. He can do all these amazing powers, and that's it. And yeah. then 
you're, you're just like the ending of the first movie already did this. Yeah. Now the ending of the second movie, you're like, you're doing the same yeah. thing. So now we have to get a sequel yeah. for this to see Jack Jack evolve. But are you actually going to utilize him well? Or is it going to be the whole like, oh, men have to, I mean, Jack Jack's a boy, but like we always have to show Mr. Incredible going through things because he is front well, and center. And you're like, but your family is just if, as amazing. I do like the twist that if they had. In the, oh, oh, no, go ahead. I do like the fact that, I'm sorry, the, the twist at the end though, the fact that his kids have to get involved to rescue the, the parents. I thought that was a nice touch. You know what I mean? I, I thought. They did that in the first movie though. Was yeah, it? they did. Well, they, they elaborated no. on it more. No, but in yeah, the, but in in, in the first movie, like, the, the two parents weren't like incapacitated necessarily and stuff like that. The, the what do you call it? The two in this one, the both parents were basically on the bad guy side, so the, the the two kids had to take the brunt of the action towards the end. I think. I think I thought I think that was a little different. I like I like that part. Yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. it was slightly slightly different. It's still unfortunately, like I said before, it feels like a rehash. Yeah, but done well. Yeah. But I do agree. Oh, with, oh, Catherine, you were going to say something earlier. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say if they even like attempt to do a third one, I would like it to be seen from Jack Jack's point of view. Yeah. Oh my god, the world's just going to be crazy bananas because yeah. he's just like cookies. Always cookies. Yeah. I the thing the thing with Jack, but like Jack, as he's a little bit older. Yeah, I think the next one, if they do a next one, they think they have to jump forward a little bit, right? They can't do the cutesy Jack Jack thing, baby thing anymore, right? It's like, it's like, all right. No, that's another me. problem. Jack Jack, I only like him because he's actually, I hate babies or kids. So yeah. him being this child <laughs> who is actually not a terrible baby because he was like super chill all the time, like playing with his broccoli and eating right. it. But then if he becomes like a grown child, I'll be like, oh, like, yeah. how is he going to look? They're not going to have him bald yeah. with a little, you know mohawk going on like what, what is he gonna be yeah, he's yeah. gonna be like like and when he became like jumbo jack i was like oh my god he looks that was pretty cool kind of terrifying, yeah. right yeah i so think what is he and the thing with jack jack i think that's jack jack i think shows the strength and the weakness of this movie because the, the strength of, of this movie is sort of the imagination because when jack jack uh, multiplied into like five six different jack jacks and he had all these different superpowers they give him like a five minute chunk fighting a raccoon, right? With all the different superpowers, it's amazing. It's an amazing sequence and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, though, you're right. Jack Jack doesn't really fit into a larger story, especially in the third act. You know what I mean? It feels like a movie where it doesn't seem like Brad Bird was completely finished with the stories. You know what I mean? Like, what was the idea? What was the point of all of this? There's ideas there, like uh, Violet kept asking her parents, "So you guys are doing something illegal." to do something right, right, or something like that. So I think that's an mm-hmm. idea, but it's kind of murky. You don't really get it. I think they're trying to say something about body cams and how body cams can be useful, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. yeah, all that stuff gets murky. And so it, I'm not sure what the clear message was, you know what I mean? It feels like a, it felt like the script wasn't quite done yet, you know what I mean? The ideas wasn't quite there yet, you know what I mean? Like, after I watched the first Incredible, I understand what the movie was about, what the point of view was. This one... It was just good times, you know what I mean? The action sequence with the last yeah. girl where she's chasing down the train and she uses all her different powers to propel herself to catch a train was was amazing, you know what I mean? And that sequence where she fights uh, uh, the guy in the cage and the, the, the strobe lights and stuff like that, all that stuff was amazing, you know what I mean? But I just thought the story was kind of lacking, you know? They also had incredible pressure yeah. also from the first one mm-hmm. and they felt like, well, it's, it's, it's been this long. Yeah. Let's let's rush it a little bit to kind of get it out. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm curious. Uh, in the 14 years, because they've tossed three storylines away to make this film, and one of the storylines did involve uh, propelling it 10 years into the future. Right. And so, and then another storyline was them dealing with AI as a villain. Oh, okay. Uh, but they tossed that aside, and they just focused on making immediate. Because I think they are aware that since that time, there's been so many Marvel and DC films that have come out. Right. And so yeah. the pressure is just like, Especially how do we like make a movie? AI. Yeah. How do we make a movie that is different and not the same from all the you know countless vi- superhero villains we've seen mm-hmm. in those 14 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting. It's an interesting idea to see what would your reaction be if you didn't see the first Incredibles. Because I, I think going back to what we said in the beginning, especially the villain suffers in comparison to a syndrome and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just not the same. Oh yeah, you were saying the thing about if they had used the storyline for an AI, that would be very similar to Ultron, and oh, yeah. then so people would be yeah. like, oh, we've seen this. What are you yeah. gonna do with that and whatever? So I think what they did have 
could have worked because, I mean, it seemed like, you know, the screen slaver had that message, which was everyone spends so much time in front of your screens. And I'm yeah. like, ooh, that's the storyline. Like, get a, don't rely on superheroes so much or don't follow all your fantastic. Easy gratification. Yeah. 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 But then they didn't even lead up to that at the end. It was just like, ah, I'm a grudge holder. Me. And you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like you built it, built it up and then crash. Yeah, yeah. You, they had so much good story building, and we're like, oh my god, this is going to be a great finale. And, like, the fact that, you know, like, the screen slaver moment when uh, Elastigirl breaks into that place, it was actually terrifying. And right. I was all like, oh my god, I'm scared, and I can't look at the screen, and it's like a horror movie. And then I love that now they actually have that whole, like, warning for people if they're going to watch Incredibles 2. Like, if right, you have right. any sort of epilepsy problem, you can't actually watch this movie in theaters, because it's yeah. pretty, like intense and i'm like no that's really cool that they actually did that though um and like you guys said it was really creative the way they shot it and everything but you know it's just oh so many great moments and then didn't lead up to it yeah Yeah. i Uh, think the ending was the weakest part of it at least yeah to piggyback off the ending was the weakest part of it i think for me out of out of all of it yeah i think unfortunately a lot of movies have good build-up and then it just poops out at the end and you're like oh like it was just so hard. Like you, you, you know, all of that was great, and then we're all let down. Yeah, the thing is, of. for these third act kind of things, the third act in this one was actually the same thing as the 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 movie, the intro, the first fight, the first action sequence was them uh, stopping a drill, you know, trying to before it crash lands into a, a bank, right? And the end of the movie, oh. I don't know if it's deliberate or laziness, whatever it is. I don't, I don't think it's a story thing, but the ending was a giant boat. It's just trying to stop a giant boat from crashing into the city, right? You know what I mean? So they're doing mm-hmm. the same thing. But if you're going to do that, you have to do a thing where, oh, what what lessons did they What story arc was there between the two things? You know, so you can parallel the thing. You know what I mean? So that goes back to the fact that, I don't, like I said, the, what was the message? At, you know what I mean? So if you look at the first Incredibles, the, the last act is the four characters, the family coming together. You know what I mean? Using the power. So it's kind of cool to look at, but it's also a story beat too. You know what I mean? This family's finally come together. They're using the powers in unison and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? So, but this movie doesn't have that. You know, the, fir- the first sequence and the last sequence was just them stopping a, a giant machine from crash- crashing somewhere. You know what I mean? And that just, you know, but there's no story there. You know, the- And they also never, like, in the first movie, you realize, like, Bon Voyage, they never catch him, right? He's off running around, philandering, and they never tie up that end. I mean, sure, years pass, maybe they catch him, or he appears in Ratatouille as a weird mime in the back. Uh Um, Or, and in this movie, right, we have the Underminer, and they didn't tie that up either. So you're like, so the Underminer is literally digging holes all around town. like Out there. Yeah. And they never actually had, I mean, I guess Screenslaver was a fake villain, but I was like, considering, like, if the supers are coming out again, you think there would have been more villains trying to come out to be yeah. like, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. But then there weren't any. So I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When and he... also like, Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say like, they showed all the like other countries, superheroes. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to see what yeah. they can do. Yeah. And then when they're like, you know, supers protect your ambassadors and you just see them floating there at the end. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. We're going to I was like, yeah. what? so they fly and yeah. they all cakes. Oh my God. But nobody actually like, yeah, I, I had the same reaction. I thought the boat crashing would just be the, crashing on land would just be the beginning of it. You know what I mean? I thought the boat would mm-hmm. crash and yep. just be a battle royale. You know, between all the villains, all the you know, all the protectors, all the villains and stuff like that. There's parts of it. Just the the fight that we do get is pretty cool and stuff. But I thought it would be a little bit more. I thought it'd be like next level stuff. You know what I mean? The stuff I like yeah. is like remember the owl character. At one point, Dash Dash punches him and his head rotates like 360. And, and, yeah, and it's like a real owl. I'm like, well, that's clever. That's smart. I like that a lot. But you're like, like you said earlier. I thought there would be like a battle royale at the end. You know, what I mean? where they crash into the city first, and then it just like a free for all. You know what I mean? Like a civil war type of thing. But and it's like, oh, all right, I crash. Like I said, stopping a boat. I guess is exciting. I guess. I guess. I guess. I, <laughs> I guess. I guess, guys. Is it? You know, only yeah. That part off. Actually, I like the fight sequence in the Incredibles house a lot better. I thought it was a lot creepier too. You know what I mean? When they first come to the house, they have the goggles on and Frozo yes. trying to get himself into the house. I thought that sequence is actually better. You know what I mean? I thought the best fight sequence was at the beginning. I mean, it was in the middle of the movie. Here's how I ranked the, the action sequences. I like the the house sequence and I like the Elastic Girl chase sequence, the, the 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 train sequence. I thought that was great. Oh, and her jumping through the night uh, into this into the city at night like Batman and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool too. You know what I mean? I like her a lot. 
I don't know okay. if Catherine has anything to add uh, on to that. Anything, the, the highlights of the film for you, Catherine. I guess we, we had enough negative stuff to say. We'll move on to good things. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, awkward. Oh, I'm supposed to say something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think probably favorite parts was that house sequence when you had all of the new supers come in with their goggles on that whole entire thing with Rosalind and the kids that was probably one of the best animated yeah. action sequences that they had um, positives Edna's and Jack Jack's relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god that was amazing that it's was really wonderful good. to watch it's fantastic. So I think at least Edna Mode for me lived up after 14 years and we're like, Edna Mode is back! And like the audience yep. we were with, like cheering, like our yes. audience was cheering at everything. But then when Edna Mode, when you see him driving up the driveway, they're all like, ah! Yeah. And of course, like, mm-hmm. in fact, so she's appearing and she's been waiting this whole time for him to show up. And she's like, go back here! Like, you're yeah. And like, when oh the Jack Jack starts imitating her and stuff like that, oh, the audience laughed, and I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing. Her, the, she's yeah. she's doing her. He's doing her mannerisms and stuff. Like that. Oh, that was hilarious. That's that's yeah, nose boop, eyes yeah. boop, yeah. hair. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like you guys are saying, I think that was the one aspect of this sequel that I felt improved upon the first one. The first part, first movie with Edna was awesome but i think this one actually like made it better yeah and like it showed a little more character into edna the fact that you you can see that she hates babies but as soon as (laughs) the baby like had powers and also imitated her yeah you know know, she's flattered by this and she's like oh my goodness this baby's amazing it's a great the fact that she i guess taught jack jack how to really walk yeah Mm -hmm. because he's usually crawling Mm -hmm. but then when he's with her he's like i'm walking yeah and no walk and again, that, that sequence also, again, shows the strength of the movie, the imagination, yeah, was- the way that suit kind of adapts to what Jack-Jack's powers are and stuff like that, that the remote control. It's really cool. It's really strong. That's a, that's, that is a great sequence. I, I, know we, I know we kind of talk shit about this movie a little bit, but I, this is still a positive movie for me. It's like a B, B plus. It's a, it's a really, it's a really mm-hmm. good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, there's another moment I really enjoyed. I mean, you guys mentioned already the whole bike sequence with uh, Elastic Girl. That was like, I was like really innovative and really nice to watch because it's just showing like she just got on this bike and she can like figure yeah. everything out and still deal with her children. And that part was great when yeah. Dash is like, mm-hmm. Mom, where are my high tops? Don't call mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> And it's a smart move on her also, on their part to make her the star because her power is just more interesting than Mister Incredible's. He's just a big blockhead, a big musclehead. You know what I mean? Her powers are actually very interesting visually to look at and stuff. Oh, so, wait, Catherine, what were you saying? Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. I was gonna say, um, well, you need super strength sometimes. You just come in handy every now and then. But well, way- if you think about it, they all have super strength because, like, in the first film, when Frozone and Mister Incredible are like trying to save those people from a burning building. Frozone has yeah. three people on his shoulders. And I'm like, there is no way a regular person can hold three people. And then when Miss Incredible is, um, or Elastigirl, excuse me, is, you know, like trying to stop the people on that, um, what was it, the overpass from like, like stop, don't, don't hit go. And then ah, the giant drill drives through and the person's yeah. like falling out of the, in the car. She grabs the person and just flings them up, you know, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be able to just grab yeah. a person on a, on, on a whim. Like, so she mm-hmm. can, they all have like a sense of super strength still, I think. I mean, like, Mr. Incredible might, is the he can, strongest. Yeah, he holds the most, sure. But I was like, they also have... But he of... causes the most public property damage. Yeah, which, which is true. I appreciate that yeah. when, uh, well, what's the, the businessman was like, yeah, Elastic Girl's going to be our front cover <laughs> because she's not going to cause destruction. Right. It's a PR game for them and stuff like Basic. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so there's, there's a moment that I really enjoyed because the animation for it was great, even though the scene itself wasn't the best, but when... They went to go visit Tony at the restaurant, and it, and yes. Violet was drinking the oh, water, yeah, and yeah. it comes out her nose. Like the audience could not yes. stop laughing. See, I was like, I can't hear anything anymore because we're all just dying. Her face was red, and you can see like, oh, she has the snot coming out still. She's crying and everything. And you're just like, I feel so bad for her, but that was hilarious. That, <laughs> Speaking of that's funny. Taking back off the character no. animation. Uh, when you you really liked it when uh Mr. Incredible was like oh that's great honey and he's just going through this mental gymnastics of like trying to support his wife but at the same time he wants to you know have his own pride and moment in the sun right but it's like no I love you oh and then you just see his facial contortions going crazy at that and he's like oh and then you yep. and she's like wow what just happened that was a lie she was mm-hmm. like that, that was painful to watch. he's like I'm sorry this is hard for me right now. Uh... I just also the Common Core reference when he was teaching Dash Math. Oh my <laughs> god! Com- 
him just trying to teach him anything, the kids, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, math is math. And he's yeah. like, just do it like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. And then trying to relate to his daughter and trying to like watch yeah. the kids. And he's like, I got this so easy. And you're like, not well, that easy. Bro. And you guys might be too well, young, but did you, did you guys see Poltergeist? Poltergeist. Anybody? Uh, don't In remember. Oh no! Just I don't watch in your movies, life. so I'm never gonna know what you're talking about. Yeah, Poltergeist was a movie uh, that came out in the '80s, right? And it starred Craig T. Nelson, who's yeah. the voice of Mr. Incredible. And in Poltergeist, their his children disappeared. You know what I mean? Into a different dimension and stuff like that. And that's what they're referencing with uh, when Jack Jack goes to a different dimension and stuff. It, it's referencing Craig T. Nelson's old movie, Poltergeist. And there's a sequence where Chachek uh, kind of walks close to the TV and stuff like that at night. And that's Poltergeist, too. There's a very sequen- very famous sequence in Poltergeist where the kid, middle of the night, is watching TV and she falls I and disappears. I thought it looks familiar. Yeah, it's a Poltergeist reference and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, pretty cool. so there was supposed to be a horror movie moment when that kept happening and he just kept waking up? Yeah, something like yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just thought like this fucking Jack Jack doesn't sleep, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that. It's it's a horror like movie. Now. It's yeah, that takes place in the middle of the night. That's what Poltergeist was back in the day. Oh, it's good times. Okay. Good times. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I just and also I was like, um, when we were watching this movie, I kept telling, we're like, oh, do you relate at all to Mister Incredible? I mean, we don't have children, mm-hmm. like human children, but we have cat children. And then, <laughs> you know, he'd be like, yes, yes, I relate to this because you know, one day. Mr. Incredible was like, I got this all down. We're good. And, you know, the next day, Dash was like, hey, we're learning, like, decimals and equations now. He's like, but we already learned everything. No, 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 no. That was yesterday. Yeah. We've got more things. And Edward's like, oh, yeah, that's me yep. with, like, cat poop. And I'm like, you, you know, our, our cats poop every day, right? It's not just a one-time <laughs> deal. And it's like, what? I got to clean the litter again? <laughs> like, yep. That's, yep. It's a never-ending deal. <laughs> I think the strength of this movie lies in just like um, what makes this movie, uh, the superhero film, different from the others is to showing the working family relationships and mm-hmm. like the dynamics of like between a husband and wife and the kids. And it's something that I think a lot of people can find relatable. Mm-hmm. And so what Josephine and I were saying is like, no, I find it relatable. Like Mr. Incredible, his pompousness, his male ego being like, I can do this. I can do this. Oh, man, man, I don't know anything. And so I'm like, yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah, they keep they keep saying that this is the Fantastic Four movie that uh, Fox should be made should be made all, all along. Yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's 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 good. You're right. This, yeah, the strength of the movie is like the core of the family and stuff like that, and how they operate in this in a world where they have superpowers and trying to hide it and stuff like that. It's really good stuff. Yeah, I did like seeing um you know Elastigirl and Mister Incredible fight in the beginning when they're still in the hotel like. This is very hard, and we need to, like, and then the, the kids are, like, watching their parents fight, and you can actually feel the seriousness of it, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yep. yikes. Like, this is, like, life stuff that your superpowers can't fix, you know? Like, yeah. we need to get a job. We need to do, like, oh, what are we going to do? So I was like, no, this is this is good. I like that there's actually that tension, and then mm-hmm. they finally figure something out, and then the dad's stupid ego is like, meh. Being a house dad, that's super easy. Yep. Oh, you are sorely mistaken. Yep. <laughs> Good times, right? Man. It's like do not underestimate <laughs> housework. Yeah, and oh, man, I just—I'm sorry—I have to go back to it. The whole like, oh, we'll just ask mom when she comes. No, you yeah. can't ask mom. I'm gonna figure. It out. Mom, where are my high tops? No, don't call your mom. Uh, dad doesn't want me to call you, but I did. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Like, no. Can we also? Can we also have a Frozone appreciation moment yeah. in this movie? Yes. Yes. Please. It's like give us a Frozone, Frozone appreciation. appreciation. Yeah, he's great. I love Frozone. Because he would do anything for those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh that's... yes, I know, and I love that he and Mister Incredible are both like completely stupefied with what to do with Jack Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's just a baby, right? <gasps> and together they're like, we know nothing. Yeah. I like the fact that he's also like the the parents. He's a seasoned veteran as far as like a superhero. During that fight sequence at the house, he knew that he, they were in trouble, so he had to have the incredible car imprint on the kids because he knew he was going. He might not get out of there. So that was really smart. You know what I mean? I, I, I like mm-hmm. that whole sequence. He's a, he's he's really good. Uh, yeah, I, 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 there should be more Frozo and stuff. He's great. Yeah. 
I mean, I was still like hoping to see Honey, his wife, yeah. here. We're like, oh, it's I know, boring. I know. Also, we got also, one line from her, though. Yeah. Also, we got another like, line from her. Also, yeah. What do you mean, ASAP? Uh, <laughs> you better be back, ASAP. But another bit, bit, bit of trivia: the vo- the voice actress uh, is different from the first one, and the one who's doing it this time is actually Samuel Jackson's real life wife. Uh, <gasps> Yeah, she, I love it. It's actually I his wife it. screaming at her, at him in, in this movie and stuff. It's good times. It's <laughs> fun. Perfect. It's oh, so makes it so much better. It's so funny. It's oh my God. so great and stuff like that. It's great. And I like the fact that they show it, it, they don't kind of they don't come out and say it, but they, I like the fact that he is in a better place financially and you know what I mean than the yep. Incredibles. You know what I mean? His apartment's really in downtown. It's sleek. It's 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 modern mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The, uh, Mr. Incredible had too much pride to ask Frozo for money for help and stuff. So, you know what I mean? When they were in the motel well, and stuff like that. So I like yeah, that. Yeah, he even keeps offering, right? Yeah. He's like, you guys can stay with it. And they're like, no, no, we can't. Like, ah. It's like they have plenty of space. Yeah. yeah. I like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. It's, it's one of those things. There's a nice touch. It's You know what I mean? I, I like that a lot. He's, he's, he's wealthier than the, 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 his white counterparts. His the white, the white people in the movie and stuff like that. It's a good time. <laughs> I just, Makes I just, you wonder, though, what does he do for a living? Mm, hey, hey, hey. Right? <laughs> it's good times, though. Or what does Honey do for a living? What does Honey do for a living? I'm just naturally curious. I know. When they say Honey, though, I'm like, is it Honey Lemon from Big Hero 6? Because she's got powers? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> did, you, did you guys like the the other superhero uh, that they introduced and stuff? The, the old man Lloyd? the old man with the acid reflux? Lloyd the was oil fantastic. Mm-hmm. Which one's Lloyd? She reminded me of the girl from How to Train Your Dragon, um, one of the twins that ride the double-headed. Like, she just sounded and acted the same, so and it kind of looks the same because she's got that long face. Um, so I mean, I, that was the only thing really that was just like she keeps reminding me of that girl, but you know, she has superpowers and stuff. I did appreciate that out of all the people, uh, Last Girl chose Boy to help her to get to that plane where <laughs> sister was, and how the how the boy would try to like keep trying to get her up there oh yeah was very yeah. cool pretty hilarious and also kind of like nerve-wracking to watch it like oh my god like she keeps missing but <laughs> ah, okay there we go there we go there she is yeah that's a very cool um, power actually it's pretty cool yeah. yeah if you think about it she should have asked the owl guy right because he flies you have wings the person that has wings you know boy just but i guess maybe it was like Maybe he couldn't fly fast enough yeah. or something. Oh, I like that joke where Mr. Incredible was trying to get to the engine room, but the guy with the telekinesis got powers kept crushing the pipes. And after he, right? he after he gets snapped out of it, Mr. Incredible says, uh, "Can you fix this?" He says, well, "Why would I fix this? How I, I crush things? That's all I do. That's all, all I do. I can't fix it and stuff like that." Like, I, no I, one's I, ever asked me to uncrush. Yeah. That's not fun. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. I thought it was very cool. Good times, actually. This movie, actually, despite all the kind of problems I had with it, I would watch this movie again. It's very enjoyable. Yes. It's one of those movies oh, you just yeah. you could just look at it too, just visually, like like I said before, the animation, the action sequences. It's just fantastic to look at and stuff like that. It's it's oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I remember we so we've been watching um, like a Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. They've been having the preview for the movie, and they basically show you the beginning part up until like you know you see the underminer come in you see the interview with tony and then it ends when the uh, chauffeur t- comes up to oh, Frozone okay. and goes don't you want to end like don't you want to change that law that's how much they show you for this preview that's in dca lot. but mm-hmm. i watched it like four times mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot I mean, I'm, i don't yeah, think i've ever seen only, like little pieces that were cut out i think but it was like the majority of it was there so I watched it like four different times. So I think that's why I started like overanalyzing it. And I'm like, oh, you know, the beats are a little slower than the first movie. I don't like it too much, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't make sense from the first movie because the first movie ends with them looking very excited, putting on their mask. <laughs> Jack-Jack was not in a stroller. Where did that stroller <laughs> come from? You know, all this stuff. And then, so I was like, I didn't like the beginning. But as so that's when we when the movie came out, I was like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to love it as much as I did the first one just because the beats in the first part that we've seen i didn't like too much but then as the movie went on i was like okay no it picks up and i like it better but obviously as we all discussed the story for the first one was better um but the animation i was in my head i'm like yo it looks the same and then we watched incredibles again you know after we watched incredibles 2 and i'm like man i was so wrong yeah (laughs) they're so blocky in the first one like obviously it still looks really good but then when you compare it to like the new one you're like holy shit like this shit is amazing. And like seeing Frozone's ice, you're like, oh, 
wow, like every single particle is shining and glistening. Yeah, it's and crazy. the old one wasn't bad, but <laughs> compared to the new one, dang. Mm-hmm. It so wasn't as clear. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was like blockier, but this one, you're like, dang, this is like, it's like watching the whole Frozen sequence of her building her castle again, you know? You're like, oh my god. Oh my god! Sorry, I just remembered another bit. When they were feeding Jack-Jack ice cubes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. What do we do? Oh, he wants more. Perfect sphere. And you're like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that, you're right. That's a, that's, that is pretty smart. Because they, they started that scene with him eating the, the the frozen thing, right? You don't know what it was, really. And then mm-hmm. it, was, it was until like a minute, two, later, two minutes later, where Frozen had to make a new one. Then you realize, oh! He's been eating a piece of ice all this time. Oh, that's really good. And you're like, they keep feeding this baby ice. Oh. <laughs> it's, so it's like so ice good. or a cookie? Like ice. Yeah, or so freezes good. gum. I don't know. And I did like, oh, the, the surprise part of me was that the kids all refer to Edna Mode as Auntie E. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. ah! <laughs> like, you guys actually oh my God. like deal with her on a regular basis or like enough to call her Auntie E. And they're like, yeah, yeah, she's taking care of Jack Jack. She likes baby. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, like. Uh, like Auntie I, E and then Uncle Lucius and then just like the whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, no, it's really cute. I like all their dynamics, but uh, I wish we saw Honey. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. So many things that we could have seen. It's fine. Incredibles three, make it happen. Yeah, and like, like, like the maximum time period, like five years, no more than five. Like, yeah, somewhere in. Mm-hmm. I'm estimating it'll be fourteen years. Oh, I'm like, how old will I be? I mean, we got record. We got record Ralph two in five, five, six years, right? Six years. Yeah, I think the biggest obstacle for the third one would be Brad Bird because I don't think they wanted to make a sequel without him, right? And then Brad. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Brad Bird would have come back to this if uh, Tomorrowland didn't crash and burn, right? You know what I mean? Oh man! <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, that's fine because it's following that's the same fine. pattern as the guy who made uh, Finding Nemo, and then that guy went to go direct. Uh, John Carter, right? And that crashed and burned. And as a result, he came back to Pixar and made a big hit with Finding Dory and all that stuff. And right. Brad Bird's kind of following the same thing. He he went off, did his own thing. Uh, unfortunately, you know, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Tomorrowland crashed and burned. So he came back, did Incredibles. He is a character. had the same problem. It had a good buildup. And then it shit on itself yeah. at the end. And you're like, yeah. you literally built a perfect world for us to yeah. go to see and you didn't even like give it yeah. to us at the end. And I'm going to blame Damon Lindelof for that <laughs> one. I think he's a terrible writer. Um, Fine. So, but yes. yeah, so Still, you think Brad Bird would have said something about yeah. it. Like, but, but but here my whole thing though. For, so for Brad Bird, like this is going to be a big hit. So he's back. You know, he, he can pick his next uh, live action directing thing. So are, my question is, does Pixar wait for Brad Bird? You know what I mean? Or do they go on and make uh, another, uh, make an incredible without him? Because they can make one, you know, they have a billion dollar facility up there. Do they make a three without Brad Bird? You know what I mean? Or do I they think wait? They might because oh. the thing is, like, now that Disney has taken over, they are they are a machine, and so yeah. Toy Story Four is happening, and so they, for better or worse, they're gonna make a franchise. Once they see that it made 180 million dollars for opening weekend, they're probably thinking Incredibles three. Yeah, it needs to happen fast. Yeah, I agree with Edward because it seems like. Mm-hmm. The last few original movies they've done are not like franchise movies. You know what I mean? We're not going to get In and Out, Inside Out 2. We're not going to get Good Dinosaurs 2. Nope. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I want a Good Dinosaur 2. Oh, I hate that movie. You. I hate that. But I don't think they can go back. After, after Toy Story 4, they can't do 5. They can't do University again. Nobody wants a car sequel. I don't think. Story you know, 4. Toy Story 4 might be the last one in that franchise, yeah, and ha- I hope it is. It ha- has to be. So I, I, I agree with the fact that I don't. I think that. I don't think they're going to wait for Brad Bird anymore. I think they're going to go on with three with the people they have at Pixar. You know what I mean? So I, I think we're going to have to well, wait 14 years. Pete Doctor can also take over if he really, really wanted to. Pete Doctor, but, that's the one who did – is it Inside Inside Out, right? Inside Out was terrible. Uh, he's Whoa! a big no, – he was – he did – um yeah, he did Inside Out, uh, Monsters, Inc., He's done a lot for them. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Well, we know it's or, like a, you know, they can bring in new people yeah. who might be female directors. Yes. I don't know. I yeah. I think they need That'd to start. That would be nice. Oh my god. That would be nice. Yeah, I know that. I know John Lasher's not a good director. You know what I'm saying? Because he's all shit. Okay. Mister Touchy Feel is getting the heck out of there. But anyway, yeah. I think they'll make a sequel. I think you we'll... talk about him? what? Oh, <laughs> you know, giving all these hugs. Hugs, not drugs. Oh, good lord, good so lord. Okay. I think within I think within four or five years, I think we see Incredibles three, probably without Brad Bird. I don't think. Yeah, I think this thing's going to make a billion dollars. They're not, they're not going to wait for him and stuff like that. So good times. Is there anything else we haven't covered? I mean, the raccoon. I just want to say it was pretty cute. Yes, and adorable. Um, I thought it would play a bigger factor because it's in all the freaking merchandising, oh. and I'm just like. Why are you here? <laughs> the raccoon reminds me of Hey Hey. Which one? He's smarter than Hey Hey though. Well, he's definitely smarter. <laughs> like he just freaking took on a superhero baby, right? Whereas Hey Hey would be like, I'm dead. Sorry. You know what it remind me of? If they if they have a sequel and they keep fight, if that kid keeps fighting a raccoon, it could be like the Family Guy with Peter and the chicken. You know what I mean? Just all, <laughs> just all of a sudden, just all of a, in any in all of the incredible sequels, they they give a five minute sequel sequence to the kid fighting a raccoon. That's all it is. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty cool. I like I like that sequence. Watch that. Yeah, I watch that raccoon really held its own for, against a superpowered baby and stuff like that. It's yeah, really I good. thought it was gonna die when he was like. You know, being fire baby, and yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna!" Oh, he got out, dang! Yeah. And then so fighting for. Does that mean like eventually the raccoon's gonna be like a super swole raccoon if he's always fighting Jack Jack? <laughs> it could be one of those yeah. things. The next, next short. the next villain in the in the series might just kidnap the raccoon and put add some cybernetics and do a racket raccoon kind of thing. Maybe that's oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought you were just gonna say that the next villain would be the raccoon because <laughs> been fighting him this whole time and it's like. You beat me up all this time, and now I'm back, and oh, I'm you, gonna kill you. But you, you, but you know, one of the great things about the first Incredible movies is actually it's very dark, right? It talks about kids. Uh, they want to they launch missiles at the kid. The kids actually kill people and stuff like that. Actually, the darkest sequence in this movie was probably when the raccoon got tied up in the lawn furniture, right? And Jack Jack oh was coming after him in like 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 a in the human torch kind of thing. He's all fiery and stuff like that. I think that was the darkest sequence, right? Because I thought that raccoon was going to get barbecued. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is it for the raccoon. You know what I mean? I'll blow up. Oh, I thought the darkest sequence was the whole helicopter sequence. Um, oh, yeah. With Elastigirl, you know, because you were like, the way the planes were flying, you're like, everyone's going to die. <laughs> and the way they were just doing it, I was like, this is actually kind of terrifying because, like, the, the helicopter blades and stuff, whatever, were just like, blah, 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 and then, Helicopters just smashing around all over town, but you know, being a last girl, she was able to like contain it. So I was mm-hmm. like, no, that was really cool. Very proud of her. Very, that's a very good sequence too. Yeah, good times, man. I like this movie. There was oh another small moment that I really appreciated, which was when um Jack, 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 Dash, and Violet got onto the ship, and then you know they're like, we have to find our parents, and it flashes to them in that boiler room changing Jack Jack's diaper. And oh, yeah. I was like, yes. oh, my God, I love that because they didn't spend too much time to go, hey, we need to change. Like, they didn't talk about it. It was just like a moment like, where do you yeah. think mom and dad are changing diaper? OK, yeah. cool. We're good. Yeah. We're, let's go find them. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> no, I like that because like the beginning part of the movie, you know how they were like showing the whole like we're a family, but now yeah. we got to fight, but we still got to protect Jack Jack. Like, yeah. I felt like that dragged it out a little bit too much because it was like, I don't want to babysit yeah. him. No. Man. And I was like, oh, just move on with it because it ended up being nothing mm-hmm. but then yep. that moment in the the changing diaper scene i was like no that was great i will say i did like dash and his complaining about the vegetables mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, when they're eating the chinese food and mm-hmm. jack jack mm-hmm. not complaining about it even though i'm like jack jack's gonna hate it but he's just been playing with that broccoli the whole time like um, 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 um. and then the way they drew jack jack with his heavily double-lidded eyes when he's just looking at the broccoli i was like he's the most complacent baby it is amazing no it's a good time if only all babies can be like Jack. I know, right? Like, just destroy your house when he's angry and wants cake. Eat cookies all day long? Go into oh, the fourth yeah. dimension? You know. Oh, hey, hey, guys. I, I'm back. I'm back. So sorry. I was, I was gone for so long. So, uh, ready to talk about Incredibles 2? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you know, they charge a lot for, for those uh, sex hotlines and stuff. They charge a lot of money. Wait, I you're, hope. You're, I hope, uh, you're, I hope, you're saying oh. we're done? Yeah. Well, oh, you, well, in that case, uh, thanks for listening. All right. John Mayer, where can people find you online? Okay, find me on Twitter, <laughs> J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. Uh, Josephine, Edward? AlbertSucks at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much love. So 
what is this thing called? Weird. Slow Joe Jojo on Facebook and Instagram at I am Josephine at Twitter. At Twitter? Whatever. This is Edward. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cinnabon Monster. And Catherine? Uh, Catherine, you can find me on Instagram at um, Catherine Mudgeway. That's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-M-U-D-G-W-A-Y or at thegrandgeekgathering.com. All right. Uh, this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. I said a movie blog, uh, stuff and junk show, extra stuff, extra spoils. Uh, what am I missing here? Oh, the weekly comic strip. You know where they can't find you on this podcast episode? <laughs> what do you think of that? Well... <laughs> What do people think jokes. about that? Well, whatever you guys think, you can send your comments to whowhatwearswhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. Fun to show your support. Just head over to whowhatwearswhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwearswhy.com as well as the show notes. I look forward to this being the most downloaded podcast without you being on there. Oh, so. hold on. I, I, right, I, I got to go. think this. I got to go back. Again, get off the sex hotlines. You right? got to stop doing that. They're not real. They don't really love you long time, man. So we Yeah. Start- the Michael Giacchino score was nice. Yes. Yes. True. We'll add that. He's a great, he's a great composer and stuff like that. He's fantastic. He, he's great. Oh, yeah. This is a random, doesn't have anything to do with Incredibles, but. Do you guys know off the top of your head any female composers? No. There's one for Captain Marvel. Yes. yes that's, that's the only one we've heard of recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Edward and I were having this debate the other day. We're like, oh, you know, I love listening to like orchestral soundtracks. And it's like, oh, but who do you like? And I was listening um, to them a lot. And I'm like, it's all men. And it's like, hold on. who do you know that's female? And I'm hold like, on, hold, on. Hold, on. hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Someone I just know took there's a shit. one. It smells so bad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What happens when you have cats? I know, but it's pooping in the room. You guys have to go? You have to take care of the cat poop? Go, Edward. It's all you. Okay. <laughs> Super dad. To the Take rescue. it up on the team. <laughs> yeah, when, I th- when that news hit where they hired the first female composer, uh, I... I- I, I, you're right. I, I caught myself. I couldn't think. I can't think of one female composer. I can name like dozens of of male composers. And I'm not even big on mm-hmm. you know a movie things. You know what I mean? Unless it's great, it doesn't really hit my ear. So it's not something I pay attention to closely. But yeah. But I, even having having said that, I can name at least a dozen male composers. I cannot name a female one. And what's great is to show how sexist it is when they when people have tweeted the news, they always say. Oh, for, female composer for Captain Marvel. Female composer. They don't even name her. And right? stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> one of, like, she has a name. <laughs> yeah. One of the girls on, on Twitter uh, would call, tweeted back, oh, yeah, I love female composer's work. She's great. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, you, you guys, yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame. But she, Variety she, was the only one that did it right where they said female composer and they added her uh, tweet, to Twitter handle. And so they're like, okay, so now we know who he is. And so then the comments were she, very... She, who she is. Yeah, yeah she is. right. Yeah. The comments were very appreciative. And they're like, oh, her follow count is going to go... It's going to skyrocket. Right. Yeah, and we, she'll probably get a bunch of hate message from all these fanboys. Right. who are like, you're a female. You won't get this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. But I was like, well, for example, John Williams. He kind of like takes the cake for most iconic scores of like every right. big franchise. Mm-hmm. you know. You can um, name John Williams. You can name the uh, Danny Elfman, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Horn, yeah, John, like before he died, and Hans stuff Zimmer, like Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, Howard Shore, Michael Giacchino, Clint yeah. Powell, John Powell. Who'd you call? Clint Powell. <laughs> John Powell. And oh, also, is it Alan Silvestri? John Powell. Something Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. Yeah, he, he Alan Menken. Alan Menken. Oh, the guy who did Black Panther is like Ludwig something, something, something. He's a Swedish guy. Yeah. yeah. So you can name male composers pretty easily and stuff like that. I can't name yeah. one female composer. So, you know, God bless, God bless her. God bless her. Yeah, because then like I was thinking how like when I used to do my piano, like uh, whatever, I freaking forgot what it's all called. This stuff where you have to study all the the, the history of all oh, the music. Okay. Everybody is a male. You it's don't really dudes, know yeah. any female composers even from then. They're all white males, you know, <laughs> from the European worlds. Yeah. There uh, in Broadway, however, Broadway completely goes over because you have like female like producers and things like that over there on that side. But that's oh, okay. a different topic for a different day. Because uh, um, another team that's very popular right now is um, Lynn Stevens 
um, is Lynn Ahrens is her name. And she um, goes with um, Stephen Flaherty and she is one of the co-runners for like Anastasia and one's on this island on Broadway right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you do have like women in those roles, but that's a different, mm-hmm. different side of the industry. <laughs> that's the world that nobody pays attention to. Yeah. I mean, that's the big I do. Me- <laughs> Not the big uh, news media outlets, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But. Yeah, I mean, that's good, though. I'm glad, you know, at least Captain Marvel has that going, and then hopefully more will be brought into the spotlight and, you know, yeah. whatever. We don't have to ever worry about saying female composer. You just say the name, and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. And also, randomly, uh, Kevin Feige has gone on record saying the next phases of the Marvel Universe will be have a, he said, not just a little bit or more, he says tons more female directors. So ho- hopefully people keep him to, 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 to his word and stuff like that, so... Good times. Oh, Catherine, were you going to say something? I saw you doing hand gestures. No, oh, this is a green. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, because I agree. Yeah, because so far they, um. have, they haven't even had one female director. They, and Captain Marvel, is only, you don't get half a point because only it's co directors. You know what I mean? So, hopefully. Ah. So, good times. Okay, I'm back. And, and on that note, uh, this has been another episode of Sporters, please. Please, part of the Who What Works by Network.